Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. Today's episode is all about dog health. And I posted um, on my business and my personal Facebook page, hey, what questions do you guys have about your dogs? And I was overwhelmed with the response. It was just such a beautiful thing to see how many of you really want to help your pups live, you know, the most beautiful life. And so this episode is really um, in in honor of your dogs, my dog, and, and really how my whole passion came to be with working with dogs. Now, I obviously, I see dogs in person. I work with dogs virtually. Um, they're not, you know, my specialty, but What I have found to be so true about dogs is that they're not that much different than us humans. And when we tap into their body's communication, we can find truth in the same way that we can tap into humans. Um, And also like they need the same things, you know, they, they need minerals, they need real food, they need clean water. They need love and attention and they need purpose. Um, And the list goes on, okay? So that's really, you know, why I feel so confident and I get such great results working with dogs because they're not that much different than us, okay? And the way that I found this out was, you know, through my own journey of having, um, losing my dog, my truly my best friend, Miles, um, on October 25th, 2016 at the age of seven. And so in such a short time, this dog taught me so much. It was so much in part of him that I deepened my truth about health, real health and why we get sick. And most importantly, how we best prevent and give the body space and necessary nourishment and remedies and therapies to heal. He was truly like, like, thank God he came first, right? Because I don't know if I would have got so much right with my son, right? He was my first baby and I had so much wrong with him until I woke up. And so his story, you know, is there's so much to be said, but just the highlights of this. Okay. So Miles, and I just have to share this, like his name, I remember so vividly laying in bed 
um, it was like a weekend and my husband was in the office, which at our old home, his office used to be right across the room from our bedroom. And I said, I just like woke up. I was like, Miles. And he's like, what? And I'm like, his name is going to be Miles. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, our dog, the dog that we're going to get, his name is Miles. And um, my whole point of naming him that was because, you know, we were going to put on lots of miles together. And we did. Like we hiked, we walked 10 miles every weekend. We went to the lakeshore all the time and went running. Like he was my, he was always up for the challenge. Well, he came to us at 16 weeks, uh, completely demineralized, uh, fully vaccinated and just, he was sick. And with my blinders on, you know, I just trusted that the vet knew best. And so we did rounds of antibiotics and that led to allergies. Allergies led us to special food, right? Special food contributed to a further weakened immunity, um, a truly acidic body, inflammation, uh, chronic ear infections, which made us do more antibiotics, uh, more vaccines, right? Because we wanted to keep up with the schedule like a good mom. Um, And then this eventually brought on the head tremors, the liver uh, congestion, an enlarged spleen, tumors the size of golf balls, all over him as he attempted to purge the toxins through his skin. And all the while, his body, you know, had become this perfect host for parasites, right? Uh, He was full of heavy metals. He was full of toxins. And at the end of it, he was absolutely full of parasites, which just, you know, contributed to uh, further robbing his body of the minerals. And then, you know, eventually... Um, I guess you could say it was the C word that took his life. And it took me about four years of this like mainstream mentality with Miles and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in vet bills before I started to wake up. And it was one of those like harsh wake up calls. At the time, I did what I knew, right? I I researched, I learned, and it felt so overwhelming. I I didn't have all the tools I have now, but I began to wise up and I began to like, okay, like let's, let's create some space for antibiotics because it seems like this is continuing to weaken him. Let's create some space between the vaccines because it seems like every time we do this, we see new symptoms like head tremors. Um, what if we, what if I try, you know, to, to work to heal his gut, to work to replenish the friendly flora, to incorporate some real food, maybe do a few real food supplements. I mean, looking back, like there's so much more I could have done, but I, I didn't know then everything that I know now. And it wasn't really until like the few, like the last few months of his life that like all the light bulbs started to like turn on, right? And I had hoped that that had meant that I would be, you know, have the honor to save him, but that wasn't, that wasn't the sole assignment between us. I was never meant to save Miles. His gift to me, his gift to this world was to teach me the many hard lessons that have since contributed to my ability to facilitate deep healing uh, with so many dog clients, you know? And, and of course, like I said, because 
they're not that different. Um, so many of these lessons have applied to my humans, you know, a huge, a huge part of the problem with Miles is that he, the tumors were on so many of his, his joints that it was so hard for him to move. And his lymphatic system was so darn congested. I mean, now I would have that dog on my vibration plates, right? Like they're like, I'd be skin brushing him. I mean, I think I did do that, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Right. Um, but because of him, like I've applied this to help so many others and so many diets have been changed, right. To put nourishment in the forefront for our dogs, you know, to love on these livers, to do the parasites naturally, um, to really have an understanding for our dog's immune system and what even just one vaccine can do. Um, and you know what? I mean, for those of you who are, are, are open <laughs> to, to, uh, to this part of my story, which my gosh, it's called fiercely awakening. So I hope that we're all on the same page here, but like his, death was one of the most sacred moments of my life. And I'm going to tell this story. And so for those of you who are like, I'm not really interested in this story, just get me to the good stuff. Right. Um, I just feel so, so pulled to tell this because it's such a beautiful story. So I had at the, again, like I said, like the last few months, like I was like, things were firing off. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I, I felt like I had people lining up that were really giving me answers and just working aggressively. And while we were working it, it, we weren't seeing the results that I had wanted to see. And so he was just spiraling and I, you know, wanted to hold on to him as you can imagine. And if you're listening to a dog podcast, I'm sure you can relate to that feeling, um, with your loved one. And there was a chiropractor who lived in Flint and was like, two and a half hours from me that I wanted to, to try. Like, I don't know why, like it just was this intu intuition. Like I have to try her and it didn't make sense because what is a chiropractor going to do at this hour? Right. But I was just like, I just know I have to go there. And that morning I woke up and I felt so sick, like so incredibly sick. It was I, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like I had nothing. And so Miles at this time couldn't walk at all. And so we had this cart that we made that we would roll him out um, to the yard and, and kind of like prop him up and, and let him have some some grounding time and, you know, help him go to the bath. It, it, it was all a lot, right? And so I had taken Miles out and um, I came back in and I had passed out. And the poor poor dog had like tried to like crawl his way back into the house and I woke up and I was like oh my gosh like I what what happened you know and I walk out there and I find him I'm like just bawling I'm like I'm so sorry I can't you know I can't believe I left you out here it was like frosty on the ground and I just felt terrible I felt terrible about that I felt you know terrible that I felt so you know I felt so terrible that he felt so terrible and it was like as I was, so when my husband came out, he helped me load him up to, into the car and he's like, you're, he, you know, he's like, are you sure you're okay to go? Like he couldn't go with me. I don't remember why, but he could not go with me. And I was like, I have to, I have to go. And so 
keep in mind, I made the appointment the day before. So this was all like kind of real, real new. And so as I'm driving, like I'm, I'm so sick that I have like dark thoughts of like closing my eyes, right? Like I just want to close my eyes. Like I'm like, oh my God, like, no, like keep going, keep going. Like why I didn't have, you know, why I didn't think to like call my mom or call a friend to go with me. I don't know. But I just kept driving and as I was driving, you know, two and a half hours, I'm like thinking about, is this how he feels? Like, is this how he feels right now? Cause I feel horrible. Like, I feel like I just want to close my eyes. Like, you know, like that horrible feeling. And so I just kept talking to myself, like, just keep going, just keep going. And so I get to the exit and there's a hawk on the sign. And the hawk at that at that time was like such a a spirit animal for me. It was such a sign of like you're you're in the right place, you're here at the right time, like this is the path, right? And so I just felt this like warm hug of like okay, like I can do this, we can get there. There's going to be some answers here. So I get to her place and I walk up to the door and the door is locked and the lights are off. And I'm like, what? What? I have an appointment like right now, like how is this possible? And so I go back to my car and I call and the receptionist answers. She's like, oh no, uh, the doctor's not going to be here today until one. Um, I'm like, I just called yesterday and I made this appointment. She's like, we don't have you down. I don't, I don't know who took the appointment, but we don't even have you on the books. I'm going, I'm just like, bawling in my car right like just bawling like feeling so helpless like I just drove all the way here I you know so I'm just sitting there just like sobbing I don't know how long I sat there for maybe 10 minutes and all of a sudden there's a knock on my window and she's like are you here for um to see doctor and she said her name and I said yeah and she goes, hi, you know, and she introduced myself. She goes, I just had a feeling that I needed to come in today. And I was like, what? You know, like what is going on? And so it was her and she just had this intuitive nudge to come. And she just randomly walked up to my car and introduced herself. She's like, why don't you come on in? And so we went into her office and I'm like telling her my story, right? Like telling her like all the things and where we are and what we've been doing. And she starts to like take her hand and just like go up and down with her hand on the walls. And I didn't know what she was doing at the time, but now I recognize that it was like walls of products and she was muscle testing, right? She was like muscle testing these walls. Like, is there anything here for this dog? And she goes, I think we should go outside. I want to meet him. And so I go outside and I open up the car and she starts sobbing and she's like, it's time. I didn't know that she was an animal communicator. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know this, but she literally starts communicating for him and telling me things that there's no way possible for her to know. Okay. So he apologized to me for the time that he took off after swans in the lake. Okay. This was like a traumatic event for us. He, you know, we went to the lake, we did everything together. And one day he took off after swans and I 
thought he was going to get drowned by swans. I had like the whole like screaming for my dad, my mom, we get on the pontoon boat, we're like trying to rescue him. Like it was like the, the you know, the, the male swan was like coming after him. Like he's in the middle of the lake. Like it was like this big traumatic event and he apologized. Like there's no way that she would have known that. Okay. I do not know this woman. We do not have people in common. And she starts telling me everything and she's like, he's, he's telling you not, he, he doesn't want you to be sad. He's coming back. And I was like, what? And she's like, but he wants to be smaller. And at the time, you know, he was our only dog, but we now had a son and he was a big dog and he liked to be a lap dog. And so I, it, it was challenging for us to, you know, and plus he was, we were having, it would have been so much easier if he was smaller, right. And going through that, but like his size, he was a big dog. He was like 89 pounds, you know, big dog. And so he didn't like fit in our car with us the same way, you know, now that we had a baby, it was just those things. And so she's like, he wants to come back smaller. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like so many beautiful things she told me. And she's like, you know, it's time. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I've never done this before. Like, I, where, where am I supposed to go? Right. And she's like, well, I don't see clients today until one. She was like, let me call my friend, the vet, and I will go with you. I'm like, you will? Yeah. She went inside and grabbed some stuff. She grabbed a sage and some frankincense. And we went to the vet and she called in our angels. She put the frankincense on him, which helps during times of transition. She staged. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful transition that I was in no way, shape, or form prepared for. And it was the exact experience that I longed for because it, so I got, I had so much peace. Like I had so much peace and, and, you know, it was, it was an easy transition. It was peaceful. It was just the, the whole thing. It was hard. Of course it was hard. And it, like, I, you know, sobbed my eyes out for days, even though I felt like it was so true what she said, that he was coming back. And so fast forward, um, I, my son, we were driving one day home from the grocery store and he said, mom, when's, when's, uh, miles coming back? And I heard a voice and it said the, 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 this voice <laughs> that I heard in my mind said July. And I said, well, in July. So as time neared, my husband was like, you know, if you're, if you think you're going to have a dog by July, you probably should start looking, you know? And I was like, it's not time yet. I'll know when it's time. So I woke up one morning and I just started to, I, well, I went to Google um, because I just like, I just knew like today is the day. And so I went to Google and I started searching and I just started muscle testing different places. And I found a place that tested strong. And so I gave them a call or I don't remember if I called or reached out. And I shared some of my requirements, which were this dog cannot be vaccinated, right? Like I, it, we, we, we are not starting from there. And so I started with some of the, some of those requirements and she's like, yeah, we have, um, a litter due in July. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I just started, you know, just like, I just knew. And I said, okay, like, you know, we want a boy. She's like, well, we already have our boys spoken for. 
Um, but you know, I will add you to the list. And so the day came and, um, you know, in between now and then I had went to Montana for a retreat and the name, his name had dropped in and it was like, you're going to name him Monty, you know, um, which spoke to the, the magic of the mountains that I experienced in Montana and the healing that happened in Montana. And so I knew, I knew his name and she sent me pictures and I was like, that's him. You know, I just like knew like that is him. And so Monty came to our life and it's like, he just absolutely perfectly fits in with who we are as a family now. And he is all the things. He is Bryce's brother in all the ways. They antagonize each other. They, you know, roughhouse together. You know, they just, they act like brothers, right? And, you know, he's Adam's best friend and he's such a mama's boy. He's, he's, you know, I just went through some pretty um, traumatic shit, which will be on another episode. And like that dog did not leave my side. Like he was doing energy work on me the entire time. So it's like hard for me to like miss miles because this is like miles gifted me so much medicine and he's here now in this form for different purposes. Right. And it's just so funny with the, like, he's going to come back small because this, this dog is way smaller, like, you know, like 25 pounds versus 89 pounds. We were never would have been small dog people. I would never would have looked for a small dog. Um, like never would have occurred to me, but because of that message, it's like, we, like we go ranger riding, we do, you know, (laughs) the guy stuff. And it's like, he fits in with that. Like he fits in with that stuff. Like he can go paddle boarding with me, like all the things. Right. So anyway, um, I just had to share that with you because it's such a, um, it's such a fiercely awakening, uh, part of the story, right? Of really trusting that intuition when the intuition says to go and you're like, but I don't understand, like, how is this going to work? Right. And, and it's one of those things where like, I went to the chiropractor and I wanted a certain thing, right? Like I did not go to her because I wanted her to tell me it was time, but I couldn't have asked for a more perfect stranger to hold my hand through that process. She is truly someone that I called my earth angel because where did that come from? Right? Like, oh my gosh, so beautiful. Oh, oh, this, this is the other part I meant to stop to tell you. So when I went to pick him up, like, I didn't know what, like where I was ordering, like, <laughs> I didn't know where he was. I didn't know any of those details. Like, I just was like, this is the place. This is the name. This is where we're going. And it literally was two miles away from her place. Two miles. I, I was mind blown. We get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, Bryce. I'm like, this is where, this is where miles transitioned. And so I, I, we pick up Monty and we are like, we have to go step by. And I, and I went to her place and I walked in and she just started sobbing and she's like, oh my gosh, like he's back. And I'm like, yep, this is him. Crazy, right? Like crazy. Like of all the places, of all the places, it was literally right next door. So, okay. 
Now that you have my backstory, oops, sorry about that. Now that you have my backstory, let's dive in to, uh, you know, what, how do we raise our pups naturally? How do we raise our pups healthy? Why are our dogs facing such chronic disease, a suffering from intense, intense symptoms like ear infections and skin allergies and hot spots and gross and all those things and dying so young. And honestly, like when a dog lives long now, you know, like if a dog lives till 13, like, well, they lived a good life. No, like our dogs are actually meant to live longer. (laughs) It's just, they are so toxic. They're so demineralized and they are, um, we have to remember, you may not know this, but if you're a femme, you've heard me talk about this. Like they are our emotional sponges. Like they absorb our stuff. And not only that, they are absorbing the electronic or uh, electromagnetic frequencies in our homes. So they need extra, extra love and care, like big time. Okay. So I don't want you to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start because there's always some place where you can start and starting is really all you need to do. It's like one baby step at a time, right? You do something for you, you do it for the dog. Like, cause so many things that we, that you do for you, especially if you're a fiercely empowered mom and you're doing the foundational work, you can literally apply that right to your pup. Okay. So, all right. Number one thing for our dogs. This is not going to surprise you, but they need real food too. Okay. What you choose to feed your pet is the foundation of their health. And much of the pet food we find on the shelves today are filled with chemicals. Processed pet kibble taxes the liver and increases the general toxin levels. Processed wheat and corn are not healing foods, not for humans, not for dogs. They irritate the GI tract. They cause sudden increase in blood glucose, which raises the glycemic glycemic index, which affects the inflammation in the body. They have carbohydrates in overload, which continue to um, contribute to obesity, diabetes, arthritis, inflammation. And then we're dealing with that, all of that compounded with a dead food that's also, also genetically modified, okay? And so here's more truth to consider. Dry kibble food can sit in your dog's digestive tract like a cement block, sucking up all the body's moisture just to move through. This is what causes kidney disease and overall weakness because ultimately this process is creating dehydration and stripping the dog's minerals. So if you think about it, without minerals, their body, just like ours, can't make use of incoming vitamins. It's a big problem, okay? So here's the thing with this, is that it's like, okay, I'm going to say this with love. Okay. I'm, everything I'm saying is with love. All right. But it's like feeding them kibble food is like equivalent to an adult eating McDonald's every day and being on a narcotic. I mean, not the neurological aspect, but the GI aspect. Okay. Like they're, they, 
their guts are getting completely destroyed. And I know like the first response, right, is like, I can't afford to feed my my dog kibble. And we say this, or can't afford to feed my dog raw food. There's a way to figure this out. So many of my clients have found a way to figure this out, okay? Because here's the thing. I had thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars in vet bills. And my dog was miserable. And I think if we own pets, we want them to feel great. We want them to not be trapped in their own skin. We want them to feel that optimal health. It's worth it. And there's ways that you can get creative, right? There's ways that you can, you know, try to buy the best of the best, uh, you know, kibble food and soak it in bone broth, you know, never want to feed just dry kibble food. You know, you want to bring that moisture back into it. Um, but you know, again, there's just so many creative avenues that we can try to work towards that. We can try to work towards doing better. So I do recommend, um, if at all possible, a raw food diet that includes the meaty bones, the muscle meat, the organ meat, you know, fruits and vegetables, and if feeding kibble, you want to make sure that you're opting for the grain-free, that you're really watching for those extra preservatives. What kind of oils are they using in the food? Um, and then again, like I said, you want to soak it with a little bit of bone broth. And then you want to supercharge it with additional real food, you know, adding an additional real food to the menu. And so some of those favorites for additional real food, um, you know, includes... Oh, where, where are my notes here? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, so we already talked about bone broth, um, raw milk, you know, raw cow's milk or raw goat's milk is so beautiful for our dogs, even just like a little bit, right? Because if you have a toxic dog and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to add all these superfoods to his diet, he's going to have some purging, right? And so you want to move slow with this to avoid that discomfort, even though the purging is probably a really beautiful offering for your dog. But I also don't want you to be throwing me an email and saying your dog pooped all over your house, right? So we can go slow. We can absolutely go slow. Um, so doing that is beautiful. Adding in the organ meats, again, not too much because that can create diarrhea, but adding a little bit of organ meats is a wonderful offering. Eggs, you know, farm fresh eggs are glorious for our dogs, just as they are for humans. Um, coconut oil can be really lovely for some of your dogs. And, um, and then really, it's, it really comes down to like, how can we mineralize our pups? because they are being completely depleted with these minerals and then they're getting slammed with high toxicity. So how can we remineralize them, right? And so you would think about this the same way that you think about yourself. And that comes down to, you know, starting with the water. If you're like, well, I, you know, I do make sure that I give my dog clean water. We give them reverse osmosis water. Well, that's wonderful but you need to be taking an opportunity to remineralize that water. And so you would do this just as you do for yourself. You would add in some beautiful cell salts. They could also, you know, benefit from whatever cell salt of the month that you're taking, like they can benefit from that too. Um, 
adding in real salt, adding in real salt to their, to their diet in general. Um, if you have a dog that's really, um, stinky or going through a lot of, like you can like they're yeasty or they're just smelly, like adding liquid chlorophyll to their water can be a beautiful offering. Um, you can add, uh, the concentrated mineral drops to your dog's water. These are simple things that are absolutely beautiful. And then, you know, for the, for the bigger things, your dog needs iodine, your dog needs selenium, your dog needs silica, your dog needs vitamin D, your dog needs vitamin C, your dog needs great flora. Living Streams Mission has a beautiful pet probiotic. It, that one bottle lasts forever because it doesn't, a little bit goes a long way. Okay. So as you're taking your foundational supplements, like your dog can get a little bit of that too. I mean, just adding in a drop of iodine to your dog's diet is significant. Now, if your dog's extremely toxic, right? Like that's the invitation to do the deeper work if you're, if you're up for that. But you can't go wrong by doing the foundational work, okay? So um, real quick, in terms of, of treats, like instead of spending that money towards like toxic treats, you really just want to opt for that true nourishment. Um, so, so really getting away from the toxic treats and getting away from the table scraps if you're not eating real food. So I know so many people love their dogs so much that they want to give their, like they want to make their dogs so happy and give them bread and peanut butter and, and chips and corn chips and all the things. And those things just contribute to more inflammation. Um, so unfortunately that's, that's not what I would suggest. Um, you know, I wouldn't do, you know, white potatoes, wheat, uh, you know, anything that's not like, that's not real food, right? because we want to take opportunities to boost them. So instead of that, you, you want to turn to, you know, pieces of fruit, pieces of veggies. Like my dog loves watermelon. He loves avocado. He loves blueberries, raspberries. Like these are fun treats for him, right? Um, he also loves, right? The meat, <laughs> which he should love. Um, but the coconut oil, the eggs, the bone broth, um, the meaty raw bones, like all of these are such beautiful offerings to your dog that actually help to change that terrain. A little bit of sauerkraut. Okay. Yogurt, homemade, of course. Um, and so when we look at, okay, my dog's not, my dog has high toxicity. He's, he's been on antibiotics rounds and rounds and rounds, got all these issues going on. Like stop the madness, right? Like step one, stop the madness. Stop the madness. The dog needs something real to work with. We got to start changing the story by changing the terrain. And so, um, and, and like I always say, like we have to start with the basics. When we've gone so far away, we have to start with those basic minerals. And if the dog's so depleted, like the bioplasma cell salt combination it's amazing to me, like when a dog is incredibly toxic, how they get such a little boost from those mineral, from those bioplasma cell salts. Like you see the little change in them, like the little perk in their step, right? It's like, oh my gosh, something I can work with. 
so in terms of cleansing, which we're going to, like I said, there, there's so many questions. We're going to get to all these questions. Um, but in terms of cleansing, it's, it's necessary for them to, just like I invite you all to do routine cleansing, I invite you to take your dogs on that journey with you. Okay. And there's such easy, easy ways to do this. It is a beautiful offering to do some liver love for them every spring. Get them on some milk thistle. It is a beautiful offering to do some pesticide detoxification for them. Think about how close they are to the ground. So, um, you know, I carry a, a product called Pesticide Tox and it works beautifully. So it's so easy to give. And then doing um, parasite cleansing in the fall. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So just like with us, in order for a dog to have a healthy immune system and a healthy mind, we have to keep them as much as we can free from toxicity free from antibiotics. Now, certainly there are going to be times that you need to turn to these things. There may be times, okay? There may be times that you need to turn to these things. And the beauty of doing this work is that you create the resiliency to be able to handle some of these things that come into play. There's an accident or something like that, right? But to do things to try to make symptoms go away, it's not going to work for you. You're going to get yourself in a pattern of continuously trying to make symptoms go away. And the symptoms are just going to come back louder and louder. Okay. So again, I know like, it's like, oh my gosh, I can barely take care of myself. Now you want me to do all this stuff for my dog, right? Like, yes, I do. Because I know that you have something in your counter right now. If you're listening to this podcast, that would help your dog. And you can start there. Like you can start with a little real salt. You can start with a, you know, a little a real egg in the morning for your dog as you're making your yourself one, right? You can start with that splash of raw milk. And so the same thing as humans, a dog expresses things that are going on in its body through symptoms. That's how a dog communicates how he is doing. And the same thing as humans, dogs are dealing with the root cause of their issues into those three main categories, nutritional deficiencies, toxicity, and emotional suppression. So if your dog signed up to be your sponge in your home to soak up and absorb all of your stuff, right? You might see some symptoms coming in that dog early on, right? Oh my gosh, my dog. I was a mess. <laughs> like I didn't know any of the stuff that I knew now. He was absolutely my sponge. I mean, yeah, I was working out and, and eating clean, but like I was a total victim. Poor me. Angry, resentful, bitter. Right? He went through some of the darkest times with me. I mean, when... I couldn't nurse my son and I tried every day for seven months. Like I was a mess. I was a mess. He was right there taking it all. Let me take it for you. 
right? So let's move on to some questions and see where that takes us. All right, so I'm gonna pull open the questions now and here we go. So one of the things that comes up a lot of times is about fleas. And the thing about fleas is fleas are gonna come to your dog because your dog is weak. Your healthy dog is not going to have fleas. Now ticks are a little bit different, but fleas in general prey on low vibration. And so they are parasitic, right? But it's different. Like you're not gonna see, I'm not gonna see a flea, you know, fleas on Monty. There's, there's just, it's not going to happen. He's, he is thriving. Okay. He's, he's rocking right now. Um, but a dog that like miles, he at towards the end of it, we were dealing with crazy fleas. He was dying. Okay. So I often say that fleas are a beautiful invitation to get to work. If, if your dog's attracting fleas, well, that's a really great indicator that we need to power it up a bit, right? So in terms of heartworm, um, you know, surprise, surprise, right? It's, it comes back to that foundational work, a healthy immune system and making your dog, it, um, and making your dog not a good host, right? Like that's our whole job as us with humans is how do I change my train to not be a good host? And that's our same job with our dogs and heartworm aren't some like crazy aggressive parasite, What's aggressive, however, is the overall um, degradation of our dog's health due to mainstream care. A well-tuned immune system is the difference between a few heartworms and a large heartworm load that affects your dog's health. So please keep in mind, uh, heartworms are becoming resistant even in dogs on meds who are getting them. Heartworm meds contain toxic ingredients that may make a dog more likely to get heartworms and other parasites. Heartworm meds can easily be replaced with regular testing as it takes five months for a larvae to become full grown and testing is cheaper than giving the meds. Okay. And again, if you're doing the work, this is not something that you need to be concerned about. If you're doing the work, this is not something that you need to be concerned about. If you are concerned, then do the testing. The heartworm medication creates a whole host of neurological issues. It's something that we do in desperation. I don't have time to think about this. Let us get this. Make it go away, right? Same with flea treatment. I don't have time to make do anything about this. Let me just put the flea treatment on. And I don't say that in a way of like, like shame on you. Please no, I don't say it like that because when we know better, we do better, right? Like I didn't know these things either. I messed up a whole lot. I did all the things wrong, right? Till I knew better. And I literally wrote an email that said, I'm doing things differently this time. And I have. So the next question is, my dog is 13 years old and glowing blind. And so, you know, the thing is, is that the eyes are often telling us how our liver is doing, right? And so when I see a dog that's going blind, I know that we have toxicity compounded with that nutritional deficiency, right? 
Um, there could be an emotional component going on that speaks to what the dog's not wanting to see. Um, dogs are incredibly empathetic, right? But the best thing you can do for this dog is just start doing some, some gentle foundational work. Like, is it possible that you can get this dog on real food for the, for the last of its days? Right? Like that would make a game changer. It may, you know, dogs are funny when it comes to like, when their time is done, their time is done. Like they have came to teach you what they need to teach you and they leave. And I often cannot pick up on them when they're dying. Like, it's like, I don't know that they're dying. And it's, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but like I can test their vitalities and I'm like, gosh, their vitalities still seem high, but this dog is clearly dying. Um, so I think the best thing that we can do is just start where we can start, right? Like, like look at your dog's health history. What has it been exposed to? What kind of nourishment has it got? What kind of purpose has it had? You know, purpose is huge for dogs. And they tend to figure it out, but sometimes like if they, if, you know, they feel kind of like, I mean, we definitely have behavioral stuff that comes up when like a dog doesn't have a purpose, right? Like that's when we see some things come up. Oh, weird. That kind of happens with humans too. (laughs) So, and sometimes the purpose is like a legit purpose, right? And other times it's more subtle, like in our home of like how he serves me on our walks and, you know, works with, works alongside of me during the day and, you know, goes to get the mail with me and, and walks the trees with us. Like just those things that just feel so purposeful because he knows what's coming and it's exciting. And, and yes, this is the life he wanted to be. And sometimes there's like a greater purpose, right? Like it's actually like work purpose, like working, you know, the farm animals we're protecting or these things, like these are so important for our dogs. Um, and so, so again, there's another question about fleas and ticks and worms. Um, the thing is with ticks is you want to make sure that you have those, that handy tick key to properly remove. And then I love just putting a drop of marjoram on the site where I pulled the tick. Um, if, if that happens and as well as, um, you can use, like you can do essential oils for preventative stuff. Like I have found Dr. Mercola's collar collar to be very, very wonderful. It's so inexpensive and it works fantastic. Um, but then in addition, if like, if you do find a tick, like having lead them in the house is, is brilliant. You know, you just kind of just space out the, like I would do lead them first. And then I would, you know, 20 minutes later, put that drop of marjoram on. Okay. So there is, um, for this question, I'm going to go ahead and respond back to the actual post just so you get some extra tips in that. Um, so dogs who eat stool from the yard. So there's a few different reasons for this. Um, oftentimes they're trying to balance out their, their microbiome. They're trying to, um, literally, um, take the, the feces and recolonize their microbiome. So this is a dog that has leaky gut. Okay. So you can do the ion biome for this dog. 
You can also um, really make sure that you're getting the minerals in and all that stuff. And then enzymes can also be part of that story. So like most humans, dogs, especially paired with the um, kibbles, um, can be, you know, they're not actually digesting or assimilating those foods properly. And so when food passes through undigested and also unabsorbed, it will smell and taste like food to your pup. Okay, so that can also be what's happening. Um, and so again, it's like all the same things, right? Like we need to heal the gut. We need to make sure that they're properly assimilating and absorbing their food, that they're properly assimilating and absorbing their water, that they don't have leaky gut because if they have leaky gut, it's going to contribute to allergies and neurological issues and skin issues and immunity issues and, and all the things. And how do I know if they have a leaky gut? Well, just like most Americans, 80% of dogs do because they're not getting the best treatment either. And if they're licking their paws, we're either dealing with allergies or yeast. And at the end of the day, we're dealing with a, you know, a gut that's out of balance. So... I'm just going through these questions real quick. This is a, a question. If I, if I don't answer this question during this, I'll, I'll answer it directly to you. Um, I would like some tips on how to help my dog on an emotional level. He has a lot of anxiety and is always on edge. So flower essences work beautifully for your dogs. Um, doing a custom blend is something that you could absolutely offer. You could also just go with like a pet rescue and give that a try. And also remember the dog is that home sponge. And so who is that dog attached to? Who, whose emotions is that dog taking on? And one of the best things that you can do for your dog is get yourself in coherence. The more that you're in coherence, the more that you strengthen your emotional intelligence, the more that you feel safe, the faster it is for your dog to feel safe. Now, if you're like, no, I'm good. Everybody's good in my home. It's like literally my dog. Well, there could be some trauma that your dog's coming into this world with, right? And so doing the emotion code can have an instant impact on our pets. I mean, they respond so beautifully to this work because we're not dealing with layers and layers and layers of stuff. And our dogs also show us how there's no placebo with this stuff, right? Like they show us that homeopathy works brilliantly. They show us that flower essences work brilliantly. Like they're not attached to the outcome, yet we give them the stuff and it works. So I would say for sure, check yourself. Second, check in on, um, you know, doing the emotion code and, and get the pup on a, on, a, on a custom flower blend, which you can get through us and or like the pet rescue and use that. Is TRS good for dogs? It's beautiful for dogs. Go slow. It's beautiful for dogs. Um, and that's something that we carry too. And then I'll come back to these. Oh, the best probiotic you know, same with people, it really depends on what we're trying to do. Like, are we trying to address yeast? Are we trying to um, have better uh, absorption? Are we trying to combat the overuse of antibiotics? Like, what are we trying to do in starting with those questions? But if it's general, I really do uh, like that Living Streams um, pet probiotic. 
And then when starting a dog protocol that they don't really enjoy what's happening with all the supplements, would a rescue remedy or another flower essence be good to add in? If not a rescue remedy, what else could help? Um, so I would actually do emotion code for that dog and or tap for them. So something that's curious that happened with Monty with the, with the raw food is, you know, I'm like, I'm doing things differently. Like my dog's never going to have kibble. Well, um, he refused to have the raw food. And I was like, what is going on? You're like, why is this dog refusing this food? And so when I went back to, um, you know, my earth angel and I talked to her about it, she's like, oh, well, it reminds him of being sick. It reminds him of being sick because that's when I introduced Miles to real to raw food was when he was sick and he's not sick anymore. And so we had to do some emotional work on, on Monty for him to be able to do uh, the food. And so I know that's a sidetrack, but there can be just like adults have emotional attachments to food in different ways or to healing or to supplements or to what whatever, right? Um, that you may just need to help them out with just like changing the pattern. And so tapping, you can tap for your dog. Okay. You can do a motion code for your dog. You can apply these things. Dogs can, the next question is, can dogs have real salt? Absolutely. Our dog has lots of very large fatty tissue lumps. We have seen, we had a large one removed under her front leg because they said it could dislocate her leg. The rest they said would only need to be removed for cosmetic purposes. Is there anything we can do to help shrink them, put anything on topically? So I would honestly like get this dog on iodine ASAP. I get this dog on iodine and, um, and just keep doing the work. Like I know who this question is coming from and I know you're starting to do the work and that's where you need to be right now because the body's just so overloaded with toxins that it's encapsulating them and like pushing them out to the skin. Like I can't handle this anymore. Like go to the skin, go to the skin, go to the skin. Right. And then when we remove them, we're creating a whole nother host of issues when we start tapping into that, which obviously, right. I didn't know that either. It was when I started to remove the lumps on miles that things got real bad. So, um, you know, our goal isn't to ever have to remove things surgically unless absolutely necessary because there's certainly risk attached with that. However, there are times when it is necessary, right? And this may have been the case for that, but certainly simultaneously as you are doing to dive into this work, like let's eat, there's never too late for us to try. So this next question says dry, itchy, scaly skin with hair loss. I have a lot of clients asking what to do about this, especially in the winter. Well, that dry, itchy, scaly skin with hair loss has to do everything with that internal what's going on in the inside right and so these dogs are toxic and they're demineralized and so while everybody kind of wants like something to put on the coat the best thing to put on the coat is homemade yogurt that would be the most nourishing thing for the coat like doing yogurt baths for our dogs but what really needs to happen is better assimilation of fluids minerals and um making sure that they are getting some healthy fats and actually able to absorb them. Um, there's also, you know, certain cell salts that you could look at or trying that, but unfortunately this isn't like, oh, like here's, you know, the shampoo that you can use and it'll change everything because this is communication that this, this dog is really, um, taxed right now. 
So the most beautiful thing that could happen is they're like, oh my gosh, let's do raw food, right? Because that would have such profound changes in that hair coat, like profound changes in the hair coat by just switching the raw food, which I'm sure that doesn't come to you as a surprise, not thinking about it, right? It's like, oh yeah, like when I change my food, I heal, right? And it's the same offering that we're giving to our dogs. Um, I'm just going through these to see which ones are easiest to, which makes the most sense for this. And so, you know, a lot of questions on vaccines, like I, I can't tell you what to do or what not to do, but I can say that even one can be too much if the system is compromised, or I should say, especially if the system is compromised. And so knowing that you can do titer tests, knowing that there are, um, you know, nozodes that you can turn to. There are beautiful homeopathic practitioners that, um, you know, I have a relationship and one that, that gets us, um, different <clears throat> nozodes as we need them. Um, so you always have options, right? Like, and, and if you're backed in a corner and you, you know, like, it's like the only option that you have is to do XYZ vaccine, then absolutely you have to respect what just happened and get the dog on TRS, do, um, you know, do, uh, the anecdote for that, for that particular vaccine, do vaccine talks, perhaps, you know, build, 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 right? Like this isn't something that we can just be like blindly like, oh, okay. Like we had to do that because I mean, what I saw happen with miles was like, I mean, head tremors, like they were, they scared the crap out of me. Right. Um, the dogs that I, that I've worked with that have had intense, intense seizures. Um, and, and the list goes on and on, right? Like I, I'm not having to tell you too much with chronic ear infections. Uh, same thing, same thing as our kiddos with chronic ear infections. We have to look at that, that gut health. Uh, we have to get them stronger and even dogs can benefit from a chiropractic adjustment. So and they're actually more available than you would think, right? And so that's something that um, certainly could be a lovely offering for your dog. But you have to look at too, like if your dog has had chronic ear infections, and I would assume that you've done antibiotics in the course of this dog's life, which means there is some major um, lack of friendly flora in this gut. And so this is where we have to build, build, build and take back this dog's health. All right, I'm going to answer that one. If you can do just one thing for your dog, what would you suggest? Obviously dogs want more than anything is our love, right? They want to be seen. They want to have eye contact. They want to be hugged. They want to be cuddled. They want to be loved. They love energy work. Like all these things are, are greater than any supplement, which is why our dogs hang on so well, right? It's like why they, they, they continue to adapt to, um, to the, to what they're facing, but in terms of, of supplements, absolutely making sure that our dogs have, you know, like incorporate real food as you can, uh, do the mineral work that you're already doing in your home for your dog. And, um, you know, I, I would, I would say, I would say probably iodine, honestly, I would say probably iodine. I hate picking one because if you're doing it for yourself, it's just an easy thing to do for them too. Even if you don't do it every day, like if you did it three times a week, it's better than no times a week. 
Um, and, and maybe just like look at, like listen to everything I said and like think about where your dog's at in life and maybe start there with that. Like where, where does it make the most sense for you to start? If your dog has, has shown you that there's clearly some major issues with its gut, like maybe it makes sense to start with the, the pet probiotic, right? If your dog's showing you that there's major mineral deficiencies, like maybe it makes sense to start with that. Okay. So I think we're going to stop there. Let me just make sure I covered everything that I wanted to cover today. Um, yeah, I think so. So you guys know that I'm cheering for you know that I absolutely love and appreciate your questions. I love so much that you like, you're curious, right? Like you're curious to know better, to do better, to try. And I just want you to really start thinking about your dogs the same way you think about yourself, right? Like as you're waking up to your power to be your best healer, your power to, to listen to your symptoms and to start to understand what they mean and your, and the way that you're showing up to like, like appreciating the body's communication versus wanting to shut it down as quick as possible. Like just know these things apply to your dog too. And for those of you who have been working with me to muscle test, like your dogs, like you can muscle test your dogs, you can do your self-testing or you can use a surrogate, like all possible. And if you do feel like your dog is like absolutely the sponge, the emotional sponge of your home, please, please, please do some emotion work for your dog. And also, I guess I, you know, this is kind of random that I'm throwing this in here, but I just want to reiterate that our dogs are trying to absorb the EMFs in our homes, which means that our dogs are taking on a lot right now. And especially with, you know, 5G and who knows what else to come, right? So there is a flower essence combination called Yes Formula that you could simply drop in their water that will help give their etheric field, you know, strengthen that etheric field. Um, and you may want to have some organite on your dog or where your dog sleeps. And for you and for your dog, like making sure that you're turning your Wi-Fi off at night and and not sleeping with the phone right next to you, you know, all that good stuff. But the more mineralized your dog is, the more he or she will be able to detoxify, the more that he or she will be able to handle what comes their way, right? And your job is just to like honor the symptoms and the communication and work to offer healing because you can apply so much of what you are learning. You can apply your homeopathics to your dog. You can apply your flower essences. You can apply a lot of herbs and your vitamins and your, your minerals and so many beautiful essential oils, right? And obviously if you're unsure of something safe for your dog, like flower essences, homeopathics, hundred percent safe herbs and, you know, essential oils, you have to be a little bit more diligent and, and do some looking. I welcome your questions. I would love to hear from you. Please, please, please. Let's continue the conversation in the private Facebook group. Love yourself fiercely. And, and for those of you who did not answer your question, I will be answering them directly to the thread where you posted them. Okay. So much love to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye. Thank you 
Thank you, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awakening.